Hi everyone, Luke here. I've got a bit of a re-up today. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of September 11 and we've dug back into our archives and pulled out our 2017 9-11 special where we unpack some of the uh, theories around what all happened with September 11 and we also talk a little bit about or a lot about Back to the Future and how that was involved in 9-11. Also in this episode is Cam almost predicting the events of January 6, 2021. It truly is a, a classic, classic hypothetical episode. So, And we'll be back next week with even more of the world of conspiracy. And also kind of the unknown sometimes. Supernatural. It's a blurry world. Enjoy. There are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. My name is Salty. And I'm Cam. What are we talking about today? Well, Robbo, today we are going to be talking about 9-11. Whoa. But here's the thing. Hmm. Today, for you, listening to this is certainly not today for us. No. Uh, Salty, you're off on a holiday? Yes. Where are you right now? Right now, September 11, I am in Amsterdam. We're not going to put this out on September 11. Well, that would be on the nose. September 13th, I think. September. Th- well, regardless, I'll be in Amsterdam. Okay. Just fucking eyeballs deep in mushies. Yep. Government mushies <laughs> all day long. Uh, so, you know, just a word of warning. Between now and then, George W. Bush could have come out and been yeah. like, yeah, putting my hand yeah. up for it. Just yeah. also, though, are you not going to be somewhere else as well? Yeah, I'm going to be in Tuscany. Oh, yeah, some, somewhere drinking, drinking wine. I put all the blame on Salty. Yeah. Yep. It looks like Salty and I will be flying on the same same date on two international flights. But not on the same plane. I don't think so, no. No. It's got to be like Air Force One. Yeah, yeah. we can't be in the same plane at yeah. the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, pre-record. So if anything comes out between now and then. Yeah. Oh. If, yeah, if he does like a weird painting. And they're like, what does this mean? And he's like, oh, it's just about the time I did 9-11. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> is George W. painting now, is he? Yeah, he loves it. Ah. Yeah, just painting like a maniac. Right. I saw uh, today on the the news website that uh, Jim Carrey is apparently also a big painter. Is he? Yeah. I saw him getting um. This is like really old news though. Right. But I saw him getting slammed 
because he's like, oh, you've just got to follow your dreams. Like, you've just got to follow your passion and be an artist. And it's like the amount of paint he's using. Right. It would be like prohibitively expensive for anyone else <laughs> to do. He's just, just slapping it on. Right. All these painting purists just like angry at Jim Carrey. For yeah. They're like, well, I could follow my dreams too if I had that much paint. Yeah. <laughs> Only if your dreams include really thickly laid on paint. Though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Technique is probably Bloody more important, right? Van Gogh slapped it on pretty heavy. Did he? Yeah. Anyway, there's your month-old Jim Carrey chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did refer to him last episode. Oh, yeah. but that was ages ago for these people. Listening. Yeah, yeah. A bit of a month-old 9-11 chat, mm. although this will probably be quite contemporary. Yeah. Have you seen the Charlie Sheen 9-11 movie trailer? No. No. So I saw this because he narrated a loose change, didn't he? Did he? Which, yeah. So did he? Yeah. So one of the you know did he narrate one of them like a sequel? No, no. Because you know how so so loose change people that don't know is a famous nine eleven truth documentary. Yeah. But they've put out like six different versions of it over the years. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he narrated one or the intro or something. But I think they took him off after he publicly went a little bit off the rails. Yeah. But they when he was in the part of going off the rails where he was denying. The truth about 9-11. Yes. They're like, this is just the right amount of off the rails <laughs> yeah. for this gig. Yeah. <laughs> this is our kind of off the rails. Yeah. No, he's in a movie. Because he is a 9-11 truther, right? Yeah, yeah. Or is he? He is. Because now he's starring in a movie. I think it's just called 9-11. Okay. And he's like a business guy uh, in an elevator on the morning of 9-11. Right. When the, when the planes hit. And so it doesn't look good. Whoopi Goldberg also stars as like some sort of um like maintenance person. Okay. Who she she has like this looks so cheaply done, but she has like a bank of monitors or like dials and switches and things. And she's like on the intercom. She like she's on the other end of the intercom to the lift. Right. In the World Trade Center? Yeah. You know how sometimes you just don't want to get out of the bed? Yeah. That was me today. Everything okay? Yeah. There's no one who has not been affected by this. Jeffrey, what's going on? I don't have a clue. Is anybody there? Can anybody hear me? This sounds like a movie from the 90s. Yeah. It's a movie from the year 2017 and it's due to come out like September 10 or something. Now, is Bobcat Goldthwait in this movie? I didn't see him. I did see like there's a bunch of... If you watch the trailer, you'll be like, oh yeah, him... Him, him. Uh, okay, right. You'll be like, you'll look at them, and you'll be like, oh, I didn't. Maybe you'll be like, I didn't think your career was this far gone, right? That you had to be in this movie. But yeah, maybe I can see it. Mm. Mm. You haven't seen Jumping Jack Flash, Whoopi uh, Goldberg movie from the oh, late eighties, maybe 90s. years ago. But... Whoopi Goldberg and Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, right. Classic. <laughs> so, shall we talk nine eleven? Yeah. So I'm assuming most listeners are aware of nine eleven. Yep. September eleven. 1973, the CIA overthrow uh, Allende in Chile. <laughs> right? I wish I had been prepared because there was something else that happened. I think it was a Native American massacre on 9 11. Right. Yeah, there's heaps of stuff, mate. Mm. Also, 9 11, apparently, when Jesus was born. Get to that one later. Ooh, a little bit of a tease. <laughs> so, let's, today we're going to talk about September 11, 2001. Yes. Uh, a morning like any other, mm-hmm. except all of the Jews got like woken up by a phone call. 
Don't go to work. So, yeah, two planes flew into the World Trade Center. Yeah. Uh, another plane flew into the Pentagon. Flight 93 crashed right into the, the ground in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Which was known. Uh, we were sure where that was going. I don't even think that was really clear, was it? No. Yeah, but it was going somewhere. I think yeah. it was, was it turning towards Washington as well? I think so. Yeah. So, because, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to fly a plane into the Pentagon and not fly one into the White House. Oh, you got to go to the White House. Because, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I was listening to a, um, a podcast, like a radio interview with one of the guys that was down in the bunker in the White House mm. on the day. Mm. And, like, he described how the plane that, Eventually hit the Pentagon, like went right over them. Right. So it's like it could they could have just been like. Rrr. So yeah, clearly the last one was going to the White House. I did. So I feel like that's this is probably also established historical fact. We don't need to yeah. speculate. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, where do we where do we start with nine eleven? That's all we're going to be talking about today, aren't we? Yeah. 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 But well, so there's sort of two competing strain strains of thought. Yes. Uh, there's we've discussed this before. There's my hop. Yep. And there's LIHOP. Can I make a point about these? Yeah. Last time we, you said what they were, made it happen on purpose, and then yep. we realised that you just say made it happen. Yeah. Same with let it happen. Yeah. On purpose. Like you can't let something happen not on purpose. That doesn't make a cool little word you can say. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems to be the only reason they use LIHOP and MyHOP. What? You can let something happen by accident. Yeah. Huh. You can just let, you could accidentally let something happen. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that on purpose is good. And you can accidentally make something happen. Like my phone gets cut off now and then because I accidentally forget to pay my bill. <laughs> you let it happen. Accidentally though. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like, go, not pay my bill this month. <laughs> yeah, which would be letting it happen. Yeah, Yeah. right. No, fair call. Anyway. And then you could also make it happen by accident too. Yeah. So yeah, okay. The ac- ac- acronyms. I'm yeah. still not happy, but I'll, so I'll accept. Robbo's already been anti-Robbo'd once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So the two main. What if between now and then, like Robbo's absolutely cracked it about us saying everything's him Robbo or something, <laughs> and listening back when I'm on holiday, I'll be oh, let's let's tune into that episode I recorded a while back. Yeah. Just get triggered, start twitching. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about uh, lie hop first. Sure. That's the less cooked version. We'll get to the cooked stuff. So there's really three things, right? There's what happened, and then there's these two <laughs> strains of conspiracy thought. Oh yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we all in agreement that basically what happened is what everyone says happened? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Looking into this further only solidified that for me. Right. See, I remember watching Loose Change a few years ago and going. Oh, well, yeah, all right. Yeah. But, like, I know people who watched that and were just like, oh, fuck, my mind's been blown. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Come on, think a little bit harder about things. There was definitely some leaps watching. I watched, I think, the 2015 version, and there's some things in there that's like, well, that's, that's not true. I know that's not true. And it also starts with the Hitler quote, which I think is a bold move for starting, particularly probably not so much back then because they were using the Reichstag fire as an example of a false flag. But now when you're watching a conspiracy theory thing with a Hitler quote, it's very much you think, oh, this is just coming from a place of white supremacy more than yeah. anything. Um, anyway. So, yeah, why, why to let it happen? So the idea is that uh, whoever or well, someone had the ability to put a stop to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is, you know, 
hopefully I haven't said this for a while, so it sounds like quite a fresh idea. Mm. I think the reason this is like such an attractive conspiracy theory is that no one, everyone wants to feel like the government can stop these sorts of things. Mm. And it helps to have, you know, it's better, it's easier to think that, oh, so, you know, some nefarious fifth column or, you know, the deep state mm. let this happen to further their own agenda. And, you know, yep. people's agendas were furthered, people's pockets were lined by it. But they would, you know, even if it hadn't been made, even if it hadn't been let happen, that still would have happened. Mm. Like people are always profiting from this stuff. Yeah, it's not like uh, the bankers and the oilmen were going to go poor. Yeah, if this didn't happen. The I guess the reasoning for a lot of that is, as you said, a lot of people made money from it, uh, and then that created all the rumors about the Jews that you mentioned. Yeah. So one of the this yeah I guess this falls into the lie hop thing. Mm. Uh, so apparently, all of the Jews or all of the Israelis got a you know got it warned not to go not to go to work at the World Trade Center that day, which isn't even true. Like a whole bunch of Jews died at the World Trade Center, yeah. including some Israeli citizens. Uh, I was actually I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm subscribed to an anti-Semitic newsletter mm-hmm. against my will, <laughs> uh, but I and I think I've probably also said this. The reason I don't unsubscribe is because occasionally. He'll throw in some weird thing from his personal life where he feels like he's being persecuted. Mm. Uh, the most recent one of which was uh, he's noticed that uh, the Jews have stolen his uh, favourite winter pants. Mm. Do you guys have winter pants? No, I have the same pants I wear all year round. Yeah, me <laughs> yeah. too. Mm. But uh, he's like, my, my winter pants, he's like, these Jews are so petty. They've <laughs> <laughs> stolen my winter pants just as winter's beginning. And he's like, how convenient that these pants, covered in DNA, yeah. will be able to pop up as evidence for something. It's like, why are you pointing out that your pants are covered in DNA? <laughs> yeah. That's creepy so thing weird. to say. He also put his, he also put like his home address and phone number okay. in this one, because he's like, how here's my home address and phone number. It's like, dude, you've subscribed. You you added me to your mailing list like five years ago. Mm. Don't be putting your home address and phone number in here, but he's like, if you put my phone number into the reverse phone number search thing, you know, mm-hmm. those websites where it comes up with an address for it. Yeah. It's not my address. It's my Jew landlord's address. Now, what's that all about? What are they trying to do? I thought, all right, buddy. But anyway, the point <laughs> is, uh, a couple of newsletters ago, he brought up the thing where the Jews yep. all got a call. And he references... Uh, Who's that? Uh, Senator Al Franken. Al Franken. Al Franken in his book Lie, I think it's Lies, Lying Lies and the Lies that they lie about. Yeah, you know, the, you yeah, know yeah, that yeah, book. Yeah. You know, back when Michael Moore was writing books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, let's. We need a book about how Fox News is inaccurate. But uh, he brought that book out, and um, in the book he mentions that conspiracy theory that uh, you know, all of the Jews got a phone call that morning. Mm. It's like I remember when I got. The Jew call. Really? <laughs> Telling me not to come into work. I was, you know, doing something or other and I was about to, you know, go to work at the World Trade Center and uh, the call came through. And then, you know, in the next paragraph, he's like, no, of course that isn't true. <laughs> but in this newsletter, he just has the, I guess, just this that one paragraph where he's pretending that he got yeah. the call. <laughs> has been going around the traps for a few years. But this guy's just gone onto it in 2017. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just goes to show... <laughs> Just goes to show those bloody Jews. So, 
Did you look into the any evidence around that call? Well, no. There, like Jews did die. Mm. Israelis died. That's probably the evidence yeah. for it. Then, yeah, there is no evidence that mm. that call went out. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to maybe look at some other other ones like that that people have debunked, or you know, the, the famous kind of uh, it, the, the evidence that places like loose change use. Well, um, go. There was a there's the stock market thing. Mm. Is that what you were yeah yeah sort yeah of thinking about? So oh, I was reading about this and it, it was one of those things where you read you read like the thing in favour of it and you're like of it being a th- or like of there being something there. Yeah. You're like oh my fucking god, <laughs> how has nobody looked into this? Even though I'm reading about it on Wikipedia <laughs> and like one paragraph down, it's going to be completely debunked. <laughs> You got to read it from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, how has no one looked into this? So, in the like couple of days before it happened, stocks for those um, the two airlines that were involved, yeah, yeah, were like really trading erratically. Yeah, and like no other airplane stock was, you know, doing anything, and these were like just going up and down, mm. like something was going on. Mm. Uh, there was. Uh, some huge corporation, I think Citibank, which had a like a travel insurance division, which I think had to pay out like half a billion dollars or something. Uh, people, there was a big trade where I guess it's like stock shorting. It's like uh, betting that it'll go down to a certain yeah, level. Yeah, yep. So someone put in a big trade that it would go down to this particular level. Right. Like that it would lose like a dollar twenty five or something, and. Uh, that happened. Yeah, right. Obviously, because it's like you don't need to be a weatherman to see that the uh, the travel insurance industry is about <laughs> to take a little hit. Yeah. Uh, there was also so like Raytheon, the weapons manufacturer. Someone like made a big trade that like that was going to go up. Mm. So this was all like in the day the days before, mm. and it looks really suspect because mm. instantly there's this new enemy. Or an old enemy that's just gotten worse. We're about to go to war. And yeah. what's the real story? Well, the real story is, it's like, of course, none of that went unnoticed on September 12, 2001, when they're like, all right, we've got to work this out. Yeah. And so the FBI, like, did a lot of investigation. Mm. They found, like, the all of the plane trading was just one person. Right. It wasn't, like, a lot of people trading. <laughs> it was just one person who made... Investments in both airlines, a big mm. investment that day. And like they check them out. They're like, well, they have they have no possible connection to mm. Al-Qaeda. And I know like you could just say, well, someone in the, in the air, like if they let it happen on purpose, of course they're going to cover it up. Mm. But it's like, oh, there'd just be one fucking FBI nerd who was like <laughs> always like sending an email like, uh, can I get a reply about this? <laughs> um, I've, I've done the numbers and they, and they don't look right. <laughs> also, like any given day, the stock market would have anomalies. Yeah. Or not anomalies, but big trades happening around airlines. and. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there would have been trades in every yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but if something had happened to like the dishwashing, like if there'd been some huge thing where every dishwasher in the world exploded. Mm. Like I'm sure you could look at the dishwashing stocks the day before and be like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. Of course, but you know. Mr. Fisher and Pike was trading all his shares. Someone at Fisher and Pike would know. They, oh, they'd know that they'd be like, fuck, any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I looked into the, you know, how they were doing the drills on the same day. Yeah. NORAD. The NORAD, yeah. Yeah, it was an operation. Um, There's a whole bunch of operations that were running at that time. Uh, I think I wrote it down. Operation Vigilant Guardian, where <clears throat> the story is that, you know, why would they be running drills that are basically airline drills or it, where this scenario is happening on the day of uh, September 11th and, and did that fuck up? Like, was that an excuse for, for LIHOP? Where get all the all the planes out of the way, all the military doing something else, and then they can't intercept because hmm. the the call to scramble the jets or whatever went out quite late. Yeah, yeah. But reading up about that, they're like, yeah, we realised that it was real life straight away, and we just called off the drill. Yeah. And then they, one of the guys that I read said, if anything, we responded quicker than normal. Right. I feel like it's. Because we're already out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's just covering himself, though. Yeah, but one of the drills they were doing was specifically about a plane crashing into a building. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird. It is, but I mean, the thing, part of the reason people say lie hop is because you know there'd been rumblings. There was like there was information out there that something was going to happen. Mm. People say, all right, so they ignored the specific thing, but like the idea that someone was going to f- do something like flying a plane into something was not. Like on that level, I don't think was a new idea. Yeah, yeah, you, and like if you were, do have a whole bunch of planes and you're doing a drill with them, there's a limited amount of scenarios yeah. that you're going to do: intercept a plane, stop a crash plane. Yeah. It's like yeah, I mean, I think on the intelligence level, they knew that something was coming. Yeah, yeah. and it's like hijacking—they didn't invent hijacking planes that no. morning. <laughs> no. I um. I was also reading about one of the pilots because you know how there's the the whole thing about one of them failed his he couldn't even hire a Cessna plane like the month before yeah uh, we didn't the, hire a jumbo jet either no, no. <laughs> but and the reasoning was that he uh, you know if he couldn't even do that if they couldn't even trust him to hire a plane why would he he couldn't fly a jumbo jet yeah but you look into that further and basically this guy was a qualified commercial pilot and he. Couldn't hire it, and they they reckon just because he couldn't speak English well. So they take you up on a little, a little test flight with the instructor, um, and they just said, "Yeah, there's so many reasons why you, he could not have hired it, and it wasn't that he was just a bad flyer. Yeah. Or it could have been, but probably not." But wasn't the other thing that like they took the flying lessons and didn't bother with the landing lessons? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> I heard that. I never looked into that. But it's like if that was the thing, like you don't. You don't get the license just for <laughs> yeah. just for doing the first half of it. It sounds like a uh, a joke more than anything, right? Yeah. I think there was was there maybe some truth to it. Oh uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was all around the not hiring, not being able to hire the plane, uh, right. not passing the, the the test to hire the plane. Yeah. But it, a lot of also a lot of pilots, you know, there's all that kind of oh they they flew with such precision mm. that how could they you know possibly done that if they weren't trained pilots but a lot of other pilots have come out and said no that's that's about right mm. you can do that pretty easily if you if you kind of knew what you were doing yeah uh, and when you look at the the pentagon because everyone says that the crash into the pentagon they flew at like ground level for so long and, and perfectly got right. it you know that that's so hard to do but if you look at a, a, a picture front on it's like a monument in the background it's like this tall, like, you know what's those Tomb of the Unknown Soldier kind of monuments, yeah, those yeah. spires. And then there's like, it almost like funnels down 
with this clear goal of this monument right. and the Pentagon at the base. You, you just aim <laughs> at that. Yeah. yeah. It's clear, like, you look at it like, oh, that's clearly what's happened here. Yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, everyone's just like, yeah, that's, that's about what would happen if you didn't know what you were doing but wanted to crash it. I feel like I've played enough flight sims that if mid-flight someone said, here, sit here, mm. and I jumped down a jumbo jet, I'd probably be able to make it go left and right. I probably wouldn't be able to fly it competently, mm. but I think I'd be able to make it go the way it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple of movies. I reckon I could yeah. what do you pull up to go down? Yeah, back. Back yeah. goes up, forward yeah. goes down. Yeah. Yeah, good. Done. You got, I had it backwards. You got so. pedals, I think, as well, that do like make you go like this. Yeah, rudders. We'll call them yeah, rudders, rudders probably. Yeah. That's probably what they're called in the biz. Yep. Um anything else that was So the the thing that always kind of makes me go, is like the whole passport thing. Oh yeah. So they found one of the hijackers' passports like a little way away from the site. Yeah. How do you explain that, Robbo? Well, I have looked at that one. Okay. Uh, and basically... Because the plane goes into the building and just fucking is va- evaporated into f- a ball of flames. Yep. So basically they found a shitload of stuff from from the flight. Right. Uh, and basically I think it just spewed out when it exploded. But like... It stayed intact, and there was there was so much other stuff. This isn't a compelling argument, no. no. There's so much other stuff they also collected. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you were going to fake it, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's on the note. Yeah, yeah. like that seems like. Just go. Yeah. Just put this, that there. This. Whoa! Look. This. This will do it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that would be. You go. Oh, should we do that? Nah, Johnny. That's the fifth fucking terrible idea you've had. <laughs> Turning your FBI badge. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he went rogue and then. Did it to yeah. double bluff. So that always seems a bit sus to me. Yeah, it does seem sus. How I, much fire there was. Apparently it's not uncommon for in big plane accidents for bits and pieces to turn up. Mm. And I, I read a few other examples of, of passports being found after big accidents. And, right. Um, yeah, they built Maybe they're secretly sick. made out of the black box stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Salty. I mean, why don't they make the whole plane out of that stuff? <laughs> Crikey, Am I right? <laughs> Cut all that. Did we ever get to the black boxes of them? No. Uh, no, I don't know if they. Hmm. Don't know if they found them. But I mean, yeah, what would they be? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that's about it for the the lie hop. I mean, yeah. Mm, I've got a couple more. Things. Some more. Yeah, right, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Well, yeah. Cut, cut me saying yeah, yeah. that's it, and also cut me having a go at Salty's bloody brilliant nah, leave black it box in. bit. Uh, there's a guy called Greg Palace. Uh, so he he. Does think lie hop, but he doesn't think it, so. He doesn't think it was a controlled demolition. Yeah, was his his stance. Well, a controlled demolition would be a my hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although, so, oh, hang on, what did I see? There is lie hop plus. All oh, right, here we go. What's lie hop? You plus? didn't come across lie hop plus. I don't this think might so. Be the bridge into my hop. So lie hop plus is the same as lie hop, where it was let happen, but to ensure it happened, yeah. they helped supplement. By helping with flying the planes by remote. Ah, uh, yeah. And also planting some explosives to make sure the job got done. Yes. Wouldn't that be... Oh, okay, so it's just kind of a... So they're stuff. like, oh, so they're going to do this. Fucking everyone just back off. Mm. Mm, all right, we'll turn a blind eye. Just fucking put this... We'll, we'll just drone the planes for you. Yeah. The um, One of the theories... In, we talked about the bunker before... Mm. Uh, a lot of politicians were whisked into the bunker in the White House and they didn't know what was going on. And there's rumours or there's one theory that it was a failed coup. So they 
they were trying to someone the deep state or whoever was trying to take over the government, so they were going to create this event, whisk everyone off. Yeah. But then something went wrong that threw it all into turmoil. Was it the the president was in Florida? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so they no. So I think he was in on it, which is oh, right. why when you know when he hears about it, he didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, and he, he didn't freak out in front of a bunch of children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they reckon he was in on it. That's why he's kind of like, yeah, cool. My my plan is working. Yeah. Now I'm going to be the president. Then he realised that he was already the president. Yeah. <laughs> and called it all off. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of when people say like Donald Trump is like plotting a coup. And look, actually, I probably shouldn't even make reference to this because by the time this episode goes to air, they there may well have been a coup <laughs> in America, uh, and it may well have been Donald Trump pulling it. The way things are going. But, uh, yeah, if like if you knew what you were, like, if you were ready for what you were about to be told, why would you react the way he did? Wouldn't you just, wouldn't you, like, spring into action? Yeah. Wouldn't you arrange it so you could be look, like, more presidential? More, less, more heroic. Yeah, less stupid. You'd probably arrange it so you punch a terrorist who's about to, like, attack you. Yeah. To, wow, look at this guy. We need him as the king One of the busts world. out of the school, primary school cupboard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, which is like whack. <laughs> uh, Wasn't uh, Johnny Howard in Washington at the time that it all happened as well? I don't know. Pretty sure Johnny Howard was in Washington. He got whisked into a bunker somewhere. Was he? The, he would have been the president, prime minister at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah or just whisked into a cupboard. Yeah, like the bunker, <laughs> get in there. The bunker's full, but you just get in that cupboard. Get in, get in, the, get in the pantry, John. Um, it's plenty. Of, we've got some Tim Tams <laughs> for you. The other one that comes up is. Bin Laden's family were all flown out of yeah. America right. on the same day or near, you know, like days the, after. Like the, yeah, the next day or whatever. So it was. I, I looked into that one, and that look, it's still pretty sus. There's a, a a bit of sus nature to that. Where was that true? I remember like reading about that in like so, a Michael Moore book when I was yeah. So it was 18 like or whatever. Basically, they. The, the official story is they, have, they had nothing to charge them with. Yeah. So that they looked at these people and went, there's not really anything we can get them with. Yeah. They're not really super close with their son or brother or whatever. Cousin relation. or whatever. Yep. Uh, and then all flights were back up running again. Yeah. So I think it was like seven days or even nine days after. All right. And then they're like, well, we couldn't actually do anything about it. Yeah. Like we, we tried, but they chartered a flight and left. Right, yeah, because I'd always thought that uh, like they'd left when like all of the flights were still cancelled. Yeah, no, I think that that was and they'd was, been whisked away. I think that was vastly exaggerated. But reading about it, I was like, yeah, it still feels a little bit sus to me. Yeah, you know what's interesting though, mm. like that narrative that they did get whisked away by mm. the US government or whatever. Like that's just been in the back of my like, not like just on the tip of my tongue. Mm. That's just been stored away in my nine eleven memories. Yeah, for like. Over like 14 years or whatever, yep. 15 years. That's interesting. Have you always thought that it was just true? Yeah, I guess so. I just, uh, I would, like a Michael Moore told me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. Why would he lie? So the US government, I'm not quite across this. Okay, so, elite- so all of his rallies that were in America, yep. the government scooped them up and flew Sent them, them out. back to, yeah. Send them back or scoop them up because they were like, once people know that such and such Bin Laden did this, all I the Bin Ladens was, are just going to get bashed. The, yeah. the, the theory was that they were letting them free 
like you know, oh, get out of here before all the shit goes down because you guys are going to get blamed for this. Because there are there are legitimate connections between the Bush family and the Bin Laden family, right? Yeah, the whole Saudi oil thing mm. goes pretty deep. But so I guess in that case, politicians and oilmen are dodgy. Yeah. yeah. What? A, how queer? Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Some my hop, I think. Yeah. Or some my hop plus. So yeah, let's talk about the idea that it was a controlled demolition. Right. So there's the idea that the planes, you know, were directed into it, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it was helped along. Yep. By thermite. Yep. Nano thermite. Yep. That's what I read a bunch of times. Yeah. All right, that's interesting because I was reading about. So I think originally it was like, oh yeah, they loaded the place up with thermite, mm. and then I guess. You'd go with nanothermite maybe a little bit down the track because just the logistics of having the thermite and being able to control mm. how it uh, was set off would be too difficult. Like, you, it would not be possible to pull it off without anyone noticing. Yeah. Like, you would have had someone... Like, you know, there were people in the tower. Everyone had been, would have been calling, like, their family, like, bef- like hours before yeah. the planes hit, like... It's so weird. Mm. They've filled the place with bombs. Yeah, there's big bags of thermite strapped to the walls. <laughs> I don't get it. And like huge cables because like just ordinary wires would just get melted by the thermite <laughs> instantly <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to control it at all. Mm. Um, yeah, the things I read about thermite was people saying that it's probably just a reaction. Like so much metal and, and bits and pieces that thermite, the explosive was gets created. The nanothermite gets created by... Some sort of reaction, so because I think you can create it with steel wool somehow. Oh, well, so what's so the, so what's they, the nanothermite? So this, so it's the same thing. They just found particles. So therm, yeah, they found par- thermite particles right in the debris. Um, but thermite is just sort of like a product of aluminium and metal or something, isn't it? Yeah, it can like you can get it through uh, chemical reactions with like steel wool, for example. You yeah. can you can create it that way. It'll create yeah. nanoparticles of thermite. So yeah, that's the, that's the meme. Yeah, jet fuel can't melt steel beams mm. and so the idea and i think this is where you know like you you have a mate or someone who's really into this yeah. and they're like uh well how could it have brought how could a plane have brought down the towers because mm. steel doesn't melt at the temperatures that it could have created mm. you know it doesn't make any sense which sort of ignores the fact that like two planes just fucking slammed into it, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, four hundred miles an hour, yeah, full of jet fuel, yeah, and you don't need to melt the steel beams; you just need to raise them to the temperature where their integrity is compromised, yeah, which is what happened. I think it's like is the jet fuel melt steel beams. I didn't even look into that in terms of are they talking about Tower Seven a little bit there as well, or has it always just been about? I think it's about. The two main the whole yeah. yeah yeah I think it's about the whole thing because the idea of the twin towers also one of like there's like a tight maybe this is a Titanic esque marketing thing yeah uh, that they didn't think they'd ever have to can 
follow through on. Yeah. But apparently there was a thing where they're like, you could fly a plane into these towers. That'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I was, remember hearing that. That was yeah. a bold claim. Yeah. <laughs> that you didn't yeah. think you'd have to uh, follow through on. But also it's like you made that in, you know, what, the 60s, 60s yeah. the 70s or whatever. Mm. But uh, planes haven't really changed that much since then. Like changed a bit. I think uh, they've got a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And fuel is the fuel might have changed as well. Is they're not now like a solidified kind of thing that they put in the wings? Oh, I don't know. No, I always remember seeing a doco about. Plus, there's all the fucking chemtrails in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably what melted the steel beams. No doubt, it's ever in the fucking chemtrails. Um. So yeah, so I saw someone do a a couple of computer models of that. One, the plane going into the side of the building. Mm-hmm. Pretty much behaved exactly as the they expected, as it looked on TV. And another one of uh, the timing of the free fall based on the, the force and, I don't know, nerd shit, some physicist. Uh, and he's like, it happened exactly in the simulation as it did on in real life. Yeah. And basically, because it weakened, like, so the fuel melted, didn't melt it, but it weakened everything. Mm. Yeah. Taken out a whole bunch of support when it slammed into the building. And then the floors above it, just fell mm. and then that just stressed everything out and yeah. Yeah. just collapsed basically. It's like in a kung fu movie where someone kicks someone and they hit the f- ground and then they fall through the next floor and the next yeah. floor the next floor the next yeah. floor. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Like that the video clip for that song. Uh turn down for what? Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this is yeah, so what happens is the planes hit like Towards the middle, just above the middle of the towers. Yeah. They weakened. I think it was like the temperature that there was was enough to like make the steel beams half as strong as they were. Yeah, yeah. Because you also have to remember, it's not just that the jet fuel caught on fire. It was like skyscrapers full of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you have everything inside catching on fire. Yeah. And that's what happened with Tower 7 where that was brought down just by fire. And that's kind of the one that everyone uses, like, oh, what about Tower 7 then? No plane hit that, and that fell down. And It's like there's a big fucking fire going on. Yeah, yeah but so, and the argument is no other buildings have ever fallen down after fire. Hmm. It's not true, though. Isn't it? I don't, I don't actually know. I think that, yeah, I think buildings fall down after, like, if they go like, like this. Hmm. So it's, it was because it was 10 stories that were on fire, the sprinkler system failed, hmm. and it went for like seven or eight hours before it fell. Right. Uh, you heard like a fire police chief say, you know, it's not going to be any good. We should pull it, something like that. So people use that as things. You know, that's what they say when they're going to uh, take down a building through demolition. Yeah. Right. Pull the building. Uh, and he said that not long before it, it fell down. Right. And also BBC News reported on that it had collapsed before it happened. Yeah. But why would you tell a journalist? Why would you tell the BBC? Yeah. That it was happening. Um, I think they just got confused. Yeah. Because, like, there's a whole bunch of buildings falling down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, someone's probably said, look, this building is about to fall down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, what actually happened, though, is so the plane hits, weakens the thing. Mm. The 40 or so stories full of stuff that are above it just mm. come slamming down. The whole thing goes down like that. Mm. It's like, you know, not just full of fucking stationery and fucking photocopiers. The like generators full of fuel yeah. to power an entire building. Mm. Just basically a skyscraper is a huge bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, but I'm like, I'm looking at that stuff because I've never, like, you know, I've always heard someone, oh, jet fuel can bounce steel beams, and then like some nerds like, oh, actually, it can. Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, you you look at it, and you're like, well, how can anyone believe that this was a thermite thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it? Yeah. So there were one of the things there was an Israeli art project in one of the buildings where they took over an entire floor and and used wires and did a little thing, but it was just nothing really. But that was they were saying that's there when they wired up the buildings with the thermite. Yeah, like people would have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> um. So one of the things I found was the plans didn't exist. Yes. Did you guys come across that stuff? Yeah. So there's a lot of videos. Like showing the, the like the planes of CGI or whatever. Yeah, it's like you can see it like it clips behind a building or something. Yeah, it's just because everyone's got these shitty two thousand and one cameras. Yeah, and you're you're getting it off YouTube that footage that's yeah. <laughs> further degraded. But also, there's that one where there's like a brown building, and the guy's like, "Look, the plane goes behind it." Yeah, but it's like the angle that he's on. Yeah, the plane's so much higher than that building. Yeah, and the building's clearly closer than the. The thing, yeah, that guy that that would happen. That's exactly what it would look like. I watched that one, and that guy was like, you know, smoking gun, like this is it. Yeah, and you can see like he's using using two shots because mm. in one of the shots you can't see the plane flying in, or you can, but it's quite far away. It's an awkward mm. angle. And he goes, well, you look at this shot, and you see the the wing go behind the building, but then you, when you look at the other shot, you can see the other buildings miles away from the the towers. Mm. So it's just like you just. You're just an idiot. Yeah. Um, but in that one as well, was that the one where they there's an unidentified object that they saw hitting the building? Well, there's a lot of videos about UFOs and orbs flying around the building yeah. at the time of the attack. One of them, I think, was just a plane. Right. It was just the plane. I yeah. think yeah, a lot of a, it is also probably just shit that's flown out of the building. Yeah, yeah. It's floating around in the air. Well, that was the one, when the second one flies in and it, the nose breaks off and flies out or something gets pushed out the other end. Right. And this thing flies off. They're like, see, there's a, a spaceship flying away. <laughs> just, no, it's just a piece of shit flying mm. off. Yeah. Did you come across uh, any energy weapons? Oh, man, Judy Wood. Just one more thing about the planes. Yeah. People always also talk about how a plane wouldn't slice cleanly through a steel building oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. But like when you look at when they're constructing it, it's not like it was hundreds of... S- Meters tall of solid steel beams. It was made up of like a whole bunch of little segments of I beams yeah. that were put together. So it's not like it's breaking through solid steel beams. All it has to do is knock a couple of them apart. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they're just riveted together. Yeah. The whole building is covered in like weak points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's well, not like. There's one guy I was watching about this and he said, first he said like a plane that's lighter than air. <laughs> can do this it's like do you not know how planes work (laughs) planes aren't lighter than air that's not that's not the science behind flight the wings are full of helium Um, and then he showed footage of like a a bus crashing into a brick wall like a test crash he's like see and a bus crashes into a brick wall it doesn't do anything and then he showed footage of a jet engine going into a brick uh, concrete wall and it basically evaporates right like nothing left of it. He's like, see, this is what happens. So we think this lighter than air thing is just going to... Let's say, what are you... And, and that, no, nothing can break a wall. <laughs> yeah. And the, the evidence for the, the jet going in and vaporizing actually leads credence to the actual story because everyone says, where's all the wreckage from the, the planes and the you, you know, Flight 93, the one that crashed. It's like, yeah, that's what happens. It just it evaporates in a big way. Mm. Uh so yeah, he wasn't he wasn't too good. 
But the other thing that would cause a plane to evaporate is if someone fucking shot a massive laser through it. Yeah. So this is Judy Wood? Yeah. Yeah. What did you find out about Judy Wood? What did you find out about her? Oh, well, so I watched an interview with her. So basically her theory is she's a, she is a scientist. Yep. She's a materials and building scientist in right. some way. So, you know, you'd feel like you'd have some understanding of this. But her theory is that the, plan- the buildings were vaporised by an energy beam. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say who or how. Like someone worked out that in this interview that I watched questioning her and they're like, the amount of energy that you, that would take is just like unfathomable. We mm. can't do it. Mm. And she's like, yeah, I'm not saying how it was done. I'm just saying it was done. Yeah. So she refuses to answer any questions. But basically she's saying, yeah, it was vaporized instantly and that's why you see the footage of just dust. And she says it's turning into dust at that moment. There's a lot of people who show a lot of footage of steel beams turning to dust. Yeah. There's one that they keep going on about where there's one spire of steel columns left standing. Yeah. And then you see it go and start to fall. Yeah. And then all the, it's kind of the, all that's left is like the cloud of dust where it was. Yeah, yeah. But when you see it, you can clearly see between the frames. It's like here, then it's here. Yeah. And then it's off screen. And it's like like in a cartoon when someone races off and there's like a little cloud of dust yeah, yeah. in their shape. <laughs> the pillar just falls down and leaves a big cloud of dust where it was. It doesn't actually disintegrate into dust. No. You can see that it's just falling straight down. Um, so she calls it dustification. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that written. Um, that's uh, that's the, the technical term that she made up. Dustify. Yeah, the, the energy, energy beams dustified the building. Uh, the guy that was interviewing her, it was quite funny because this guy was like a, a scientist as well. Mm. And he was questioning her on some things. And you could see like she was answering and he's just like, I don't understand how you could be so stupid. Like she showed him a photo of the of the building. Yeah. He's like, look, you know, the dust is going up. And he's like, what? No, it isn't. And she's like, yeah, we've never seen footage of dust going down. It's always going up. And that's because the energy beams pushed it up. And he's like, what are you talking about? We can clearly see in this photo. And she's like, no, this is a snowball. It's all going out and up from the energy beam. And at that moment, he's like, Grabs the bridge of his nose, just like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but she also said, because the buildings collapsed onto their own footprint, you know, they went straight down. Mm. You know, there was no debris that went further than that. And he's like, there was a debris for six miles, like all around the city. Yeah. Like they measured it, and yeah. she's like, oh, but what is a debris cloud? What are you measuring? Dust particles might have went further than that. He's like, yeah, but. The main pile, mm. six miles. Yeah, but whoa, what are you classes the main? She's like, what are you talking about, you yeah. idiot? It's like, it's her thing of like, oh, one can of Coke from someone's trash can, but I mean six miles and one foot away. Yeah. It's like that discredits everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also she's saying, so basically her argument is she calculated how much would be at the base, how much uh, metal and rubble and stuff, and there wasn't enough Right, for a whole piled up. I saw a diagram of some dome that they demolished mm. somewhere, some old sports dome, and it was like it was such and such a height. And when they demolished it, the pile of rubble was like 18% of the height yeah, of yeah. the thing. Yeah. And at ground, at ground zero, there was not a equivalent yeah, amount yeah, of height yeah. of rubble. Yeah, but it's, it's a different... Thing. Yeah, <laughs> like Ground Zero goes down as well. Yep. Yeah, like the towers. You know, they didn't just. They were like, "Oh, let's put up these massive fucking towers." Oh, we'll start at ground level. Yeah, mm. <laughs> don't, don't worry about putting anything underground. Well, you want to know what uh, Donald Donald Trump says about the basements? 
What does Donald Trump say about the basements? Didn't he have something to say? Yeah, he yep. said he made a comment about it being bombs. Yeah, he he he's he said it was bombs for a while after. But this was like a sort of immediately afterwards. Or, yeah, 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 not recently. But it's like because you know the World Trade Center was bombed in the nineties. Yeah, 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 that's why he talks in the about. Basement. So he, so he would have been like, oh yeah, they've bombed it again. Yeah, he said he went down in the basement after it was bombed. Yeah, he said like three or four. No, I think yeah, maybe after that one. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, I got it wrong. Because he said he went down after it was bombed and could see that like because he, he was going on about how strong this is, and they kept referring to the fact that Donald Trump is a building expert. He's like <laughs> he's, he's the, a very well, very well known builder. Or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, and they kept pausing the the interview, and he kept going. Now he's remember he's an expert, <laughs> and it's like, fuck. He's Donald Trump. He pays people to be experts. Yeah. But um, he doesn't pay them. That's the problem. Oh, well, yeah. So he said he went to the basement after the first bombing and was like, this is a very strong building, very, very strong building. I was down in the basement after it was bombed. And he said like a whole bunch of the support pillars in the basement had just been completely blown away. Yeah. But the building was fine. They, I guess they just rebuilt them or whatever. But so he was like, yeah, oh, this is must have been bombs. He, um, that's what he said. <laughs> His quote is, also known as a very, very strong building. And he said, they tried to bomb the basement. That's your foundation right there. Yeah. So. Yep. He knows buildings. Yep. yep. You got to have a foundation. <laughs> Do. Like he, we doubted him being an expert. And he was also saying that because it was encased in steel, because it was like the outside of steel rather than the, the core being steel, like most buildings, mm. that the plane should have just like bounced off or not going straight through. But yeah. as you said, it's many weak points that are going to yeah. burst that open. Yeah, and it's the plane's going very fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's very heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the... Okay, so like a sports stadium, which, you know, doesn't have a huge basement. No, no. It's going to... Yeah, it's going to create a pile. Yeah. And yeah, this... It's also not going to go down on itself from that high no. straight down mm. and blow everything out. Yeah. It's just going to go... Did you come across stuff about the, the bathtub? No. no. So the, the whole World Trade Center site is built in a depression in the ground with a big concrete retaining wall around it, okay. which holds back the Hudson River. Mm. So it's like the, the land comes up and then there's a big big uh, pit called the bathtub with concrete walls that are all watertight. Mm. And they're saying it's weird that that didn't crack. Yeah. If not from shit of the building hitting it, from just the seismic activity going on with fucking 100 tons of steel or whatever it is coming down. Yeah. Which also they kind of put towards the... It had to be a really controlled demolition to be able to bring it down and not damage the actual walls of the bathtub. Yeah, right. Because if that cracked, even if it cracked a little bit, water would come in and basically flood like Manhattan or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That'd have to be... You'd really not want to demolish that building then. Yeah, or you would want to do it so precisely. Yeah, yeah. That you just bloody loaded it up with nanothermite. Yeah, fair point. Did you come across like the engineers and architects for nine eleven truth or whatever they're called? Uh, I've looked into them periodically. There was one website that was claiming thirty two hundred uh, had signed up to this website to say. Yeah, so Richard Gage is the main guy, and yeah, yeah he always says you know this many like registered architects. Yeah, but you can are on board. S- you can just sign up to the website. Like I could do it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure like people will be like, "All right, name like a few of them." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, w- will any of them say yes? I have, and it's like, oh. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard with, like we were saying before, like the sort of the reasoning behind why you get on board is you want to make sense out of a chaotic world. Mm. I think also, like, there's a bunch of grifters out there as well. (laughs) Your Judy Woods, for example. Well, I don't know, like, is that a grift or is that just, you know... I mean, she's making a career out of it. Yeah. I mean, she probably believes it, but deep down she probably... At a core, she might not. They're, they're, like, there would have to be some people who are like, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of rubes out there that are into this. Yeah. Like, I can, you know, sell some DVDs or whatever. Do you guys do any numerology stuff? Well, here we go. Okay, what do you got? Now we're getting to the... Look, we've dealt with the silly stuff now. Yeah. yeah. Get real. Not, not particularly like numerology, but let me just... Just take you on a journey. Oh, right. I love Salty's journey. So did you see that uh, there's a magazine that came out in 1967 with Mr. Rockefeller on the front, okay. who's the fellow who got the building built. Yep. So on the photo on the cover of this magazine, he's got a watch. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the face of his watch, the hands are only sitting at bloody 9-11. Jeez. This is in 1967. It's foreshadowing. Right, it was all he's. He knew about it from the start. He was going to get this done. Uh, so his watch on the front cover is set to nine eleven. Mm. Now, you might notice the gash on the side of the building created by the plane. Mm. Well, where have you seen a, a gash like that before? Maybe on the side of one Jesus de Cristo. Okay. I don't know what that is. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. When he was crucified, yeah, they yeah. stabbed him in the side. And yeah. that slice on his guts, if you look at all the pictures, all the photos of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I know the one you mean. Up there. Okay. Right? So yeah. this is this was Rockefeller's plan all along. Yeah. The slice on the side of the building was to make mockery of Christ's crucifixion. Yeah. Now. Super weird that he knew to the day. Well, yeah, mate, see... It's like, what is that, 50 years before or whatever? The magazine cover date was April 3rd. Now, the apparent accepted date of Jesus' death was April 3rd, 33 AD. Just in time for the Easter long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Convenient. So, you got a 33 there straight away. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to... Look up Russian vids and whether he was across this. All over it. But he's he's super religious, right? So he's he would probably be on board with this. Um, now, when they say Jesus died, they say the ground shook. Do they? Yeah. Whew. When else did the ground shake? Bloody nine eleven, when the buildings went down. Yeah. But the magazine dated April third. Nothing to do with <laughs> giant buildings. <laughs> the magazine did, dated April third. The death of Christ, April 3rd. The death of Christ, 33 AD. 9-11-2001. The date of the magazine, 1967. 33 AD to 2001 is 1,967 years. Whoa. That's amazing. Yeah. Come on, get your calculator out for that. I'm a little bit confused. It's roughly, it's roughly that. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on when Jesus' birthday fell. Also, when they added the months. Yeah, don't worry about changing a couple the of calendars. Months the calendar. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but now, this person always also claimed that Jesus was apparently born on 9 11. Okay. 
so you know, maybe maybe the ninth of November, Jesus is born, and then like you know, a month or so later, the wise men rock up and we get Christmas. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think that's how it worked. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to rock up straight away. She's just had a baby. She's got. She's, she needs her own time. You got to let her rest, recover well, a bit. All right. So Jesus is born. Mm. There's a star in the sky. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, let's just jump in our bloody on our camels. Yeah, let's jump in the Camaro. I can just rock it over there. Yeah. And put pedal the metal. Any cops trying to stop us? We're on a mission from God, literally. <laughs> so I, I think the year after the magazine came out is when they established the emergency phone number in the US. Okay. Yep. 911. Which was 911. Yeah. Now, this person claims that if you look at any other country in the world, the emergency number is pretty simple. Six, uh, not 666. Whoa. <laughs> 999 in the yep. UK. Which yep. is 666 upside down. Yeah, pretty much. Mockering. Mockering. Uh, in Australia, we all know it's triple zero, but she also said that when it first started, maybe it was 999 as well. I don't know. I didn't mm. look it up. I just trusted her. So, so wouldn't I? Isn't the logic behind it being triple zero that like you can find it in the dark on a, um, like a rotary telephone? Oh, okay. You would think so, yeah. Like, there would be some I, sort of logic to it. That's what I always understood the logic to be. It's like, even though like it's the furthest to dial, mm. it's you can just find the end, the end of the dial. Yeah, bring it around, bring yeah, it around, yeah. bring it around. Also, on a push button phone, if you're like dying on the ground and it's mounted on the wall, it's like the lowest key, so yeah. you can reach up from the ground and hit. But they, they future proofed it. Yeah, not so like not like if you're in America, you're like, all right, well, I've dialed nine. Yeah, now I can't reach the fucking one. It's too high. <laughs> the um the reasoning behind the having two different numbers is to stop people accidentally doing it because it's harder to act it's easy to fuck up dialing the same number three times but yeah, not the that's true but um she reckons that uh, oh, also to predict 9-11 as well yes yeah. they did that because the whole 9-11 was planned from the 60s mm. but also they took the the date of the birth of the prince of peace mm. And years later, turned it into a day that's associated with horror, yeah, and terror, yeah. It's yeah. a mockery of Christ. Even though that's you know the, that's clearly stupid, I did. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> I did try and find out why did they choose nine one one? Yeah, like when everyone else is like nine 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 or whatever. Was it a computer? No, it wasn't a computer. It's I think they were like, well, it's a number that's not used for anything else, right? It's like, because, you know, they have everyone, they have all the area codes, like, you know, 555, as we see in the movies. Yeah. 911 wasn't used for anything. I think they also had, like, a numbering system for other sort of things, like 411. 411, yeah. Like, the directory number. Yeah. I think there's, like, every something 11 number does something. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Star 69. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Do you guys want to hear about Back in the Future? Or have you got more? No, that was all I had on Jesus. Yeah, have you got a bit of predictive programming for us? Robert? Yeah, so Back in the Future, man, conspiracy theorists love Back in the Future. Yeah. yeah. So it was the Twin Pines Mall where mm-hmm. the first the first shooting happened with the Libyans. Yep. This person was calling them Muslims, but mm-hmm. yeah, well, I'll, I'll let that slide. And then later on when history has changed, it becomes the Lone Pine Mall. Yeah. The time, if you look at the clock upside down, 9-11, like so when, when, 116 or whatever. When the lightning strikes? No, when they're in the mall. Oh, right. Ne- next to the Twin Pines. Right. Um, and then when they go forward to 2015, mm. there's a thing on the wall, like a video screen, that's rotating through like scenes. Mm. 
and there's the two towers are on it. And in that same shot, someone is upside down, like, you know, health thing or whatever they're doing. Mm. It's the only time you see anyone upside down in the movie. So right. it's a clue to turn it up the other way. Oh, that's right. They have hover, hover tanks. Yeah, yeah. But you do see people upside down in, like, the first movie. Let's, well, he, let's, Doc Brown falls upside down while he's trying to put the thing together. Yeah. Let's not, let's not read. During the storm. Also, Stop if you were going to, if Robert Zemeckis Stop is... rubbing it up. If, <laughs> if, if Robo Zemeckis, yeah. who, the original Robo, yeah. who has already Robo'd this up, if he was going to predictively program 9-11, wouldn't he turn the bloody Twin Pines Mall into the No Pines Mall? Well, no, because now what they've got going up there is just one tower. Ooh. But they knocked both of them down. Yeah, now they've got one tower to... To represent the new 911, so the new, from new the tower. Two pines to the one pine. Yeah. Yeah, I get what happened. Well, do you though? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you do. <laughs> Look, so there's two of them. Yeah. There was They've two gone. towers. Yeah, and now there's no towers in real life, but in. No, but they're building they're one. They're building one. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so Robert Zemeckis, that's how far ahead he yeah, was yeah, programming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've got to get people used to the idea that we're going to replace the two towers with one tower. Yep. Yeah. Well, that we'll have heaps of pictures of the two towers in it. Yep, and we'll yeah. like have a museum in the basement, and then one tree representing the Freedom Tower, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Calling it. yeah. So the so in that video screen as well, when that person's upside down, the twin towers go up to be replaced by another scene. Mm. But because that person's upside down, it's appointed to us to know to be flipped upside down. So you flip that up, the towers are going down. Oh, they travel towards. Uh, they travel to October 2015. Do you want to know? Uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Do you know who also released a movie in October 2015 about the towers? Robert, Robert Zemeckis. Whoa. He released The Walk, which is the one about the guy walking across the, the towers on a, a tightrope. Mm. And he was wearing similar clothing to Marty in one of the scenes. Right. Walking, was that a stunt? That wasn't after... The, the planes didn't hit and some guy was like, I'm no, out no, of here. I think it's b- it based on fact. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, that's a real thing. Yeah, was, yeah, 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 there was like a famous tightrope walker and... Uh, I think it was while they were, they were still under construction. Yeah, okay. Right. But he um he snuck up there. Yeah. And mm. put a tightrope across between them. And he's like, I'm going to do a bloody tightrope walk. Mm. And everyone's like, hang on a second. There's no, no one's supposed to be bloody tightrope walking across these yeah. that's towers. A, that's yeah. a bloody silly thing to do. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that movie didn't actually come out in October 2015. It came right. out in September. But September? Yeah. 14 years to the day. Yes. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you would have really... <laughs> um, if we're going to criticise uh, Charlie Sheen for releasing his 9-11 movie on September 11 or thereabouts, surely Robert Zemeckis, he can't release your Twin Towers movie in September. Um, yeah. Even if it's a... Uh, documentary. Oh, not a documentary, a real life. Yeah. And even if it doesn't have people badly acting that they're dying. <laughs> there was uh, another one. Um, so Marty was given a... Gave a letter to Doc and said, "Don't open it until 2015." Mm. And he, I don't care what that what that ended up being in the movie. Well, he rips he it up. He uh, goes, "You can't tell anyone about your future." He puts it in his pocket. Uh, he gives him a letter and says, "Don't open it until 1985." No, it happens. He says 2015. Another one, I think. Or no, uh, maybe no, 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 no. Maybe he says, "Don't open it for 20 years." Yeah. Anyway, there was some. There was definitely some spurious math to get to the walk. Was the letter. That was the reveal from Robert Zemeckis mm. revealing what was in the letter and it was two towers. It's too late, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. You should yeah. have told somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so the two letters are one that Marty gives to Doc not to open until 1985. The other one, the Doc writes in the Old West 
and yeah. says, deliver this to this spot on this day where the postman comes and gives it to Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Marty's letter says, wear a bulletproof vest. Yeah, okay. If you'll recall. You've just been watching Back to the Future 2 and 3 over and over again. Well, no, I'm... You're like, I'm, oh, I don't need to see Back to the Future Part I'm, 1 again. You practically watch the whole thing in Part 2 anyway. I'm just getting my Back to the Future fill from conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theorists. Um, the other... the other num- I f- found a couple other Alistair Crowley things. Um, the big pointer of that was George Bush was reading The Pet Goat. Goats are a satanic symbol. Uh, and then the same one just reeled off a whole bunch of numbers like Flight 11, 93, they add up to uh, whatever, dude. Right. But um, William and Kate, famous lizards, mm-hmm. they were married on their 119th day of the year. Yeah, I saw that one too. 9-11. She was wearing the ring that Diana had. Mm. She was going to reveal the li- lizard, so this was mockery. Yeah. Did you catch uh, any cartoon predictive programming? A little bit. What did you catch? There was Simpsons stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I watched a, I watched a video of uh, all different cartoons. And uh, some of it was more compelling than others. So, it started with a clip from The Simpsons. It, firstly, it introduces being the clip from the episode where they go to New York. Right. Where they famous, you know, they go to the Twin Towers. Yeah. And it also has that, it has that famous... Well, you know, maybe not famous to everyone. <laughs> it has that bit in it where uh, Bart or Lisa holds up a poster for like how much it costs to get to New York. Mm. I guess on a bus or something. Yeah, they're going to get on a it's bus. It's like a $9 trip. Yeah. And then it's like the nine in the $9 is next to the Twin Towers. Yeah. And it, just, it says nine eleven. Yeah. It's like, all right. But the title card is like... The Simpsons go to New York and then it shows a clip from another episode. I don't know what this is, but they're doing some sort of demolition in Springfield. Right. They set off an explosion and it sends a, like a giant pocket watch flying into the air, which uh, lands in the ground next to Homer in his hammock outside his house. It's embedded in the ground, you know, one hand on the 11, one hand on the 6. Now, if we know anything about the bloody Simpsons... Turn that around to see the real message. Uh, just, just as with uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns, nine eleven. That six becomes a nine, and that eleven becomes an eleven. Yep, nine eleven. Jesus. Then they show the like the nine eleven thing. Then they're like some other cartoons. So there was like Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where Johnny Bravo and his nebbish sidekick are arguing about a uh, having gone to see a like an eleven hour long uh, black and white Danish documentary mm-hmm. outside a cinema. Where on the wall, you see for like two frames a poster for another movie that has like a building in flames. It's like, more proof. Jesus, two frames, that makes it subliminal. How do people even catch that stuff, right? How much Johnny Bravo are you watching while also (laughs) thinking, oh man, I need to find some cooked 9-11 gear for my YouTube channel. Whoa, what? What's that? And then the next one was from like uh, the Iron Man cartoon mm-hmm. and it's someone like the villains flying planes into the World Trade Center. Right. <laughs> that one's just a bit blatant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then there's... They from- go from really subtle yeah. <laughs> to just doing it. Then there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they're like, what's Shredder doing on top of the World Trade Center? And they go <laughs> to stop him and Shredder like shoots down their blimp so it starts to crash in right. the World Trade Center. But with all of those ones, they cut it off just before like... If it had gone for like a second longer, you'd be like, oh, they really were. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know if... Well, I guess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can't show that kind of a thing, can yeah. they? Well, no, this was they, the guy cutting off the video. Oh, right. Uh, 
to say turtle wax can't melt steel beams. <laughs> but there was like a clip from like a, a very goofy movie or something. And then can you remember what the... Like, the tech? The, the, yeah. And this was presented as... Still don't believe it. Oh, uh, yeah. This was the final thing. What happened in the tick video? I can't even remember. Nothing. Yeah. That was nothing. Right. It's like, yeah, this is the smoking gun. This is this yeah. is where they used it. Oh, no, no, that's right. In the tick, like in the tick thing, they're like, oh, the, the city's been evacuated because there's going to be some sort of explosion. And then you see like a skyscraper gets blown up. No, it's two, it is the two towers and they just fall over on their sides. Right. right. Kind of comically. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like, that's the, that was the big closer. Yeah. Chuck the Iron Man one in to finish off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have anything else? Well, we're going to touch on the lost souls of 9-11. So, oh, the like ghosts? The children who have all been reincarnated as <laughs> reincarnated, the people who died. Do we think that's a separate episode almost? Because I, I wouldn't mind doing tsunami ghosts at a different time as well. Okay. Oh, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if these reincarnated 9-11 ghosts can sustain a whole episode. I just saw this video with... Uh, I think it's a guy I mentioned a few uh, eps ago now. The Night Terrors, I think is the channel. Oh, yeah. But uh, he had this whole episode about it. all these like kids who, you know, their parents never let them watch anything about 9-11. Mm. And suddenly they start... They start talk- having nightmares and stuff? Yeah, yeah they, they start talking about how like they used to be a firefighter. But there was like one where he's talking about this kid describing like being a firefighter. And it's like... This kid's clearly just obsessed with firefighters. Yeah. It's not really saying anything very 9 y But then there's one where they're like remembering their entire life and like news, mm. some dodgy news reporter has like contacted the sister of someone who died. Right. Like, what the fuck? There's a kid who remembers like working in a corner office of the North Tower or something and Jeez, he remembered made it. his name and all sorts of shit about his life and then they found that that was like a real guy. Right. And? I don't know, it's just some kid, I guess, with an active imagination. Yeah, Jeez. and it's like, yeah, the idea that even you could keep a kid from learning about 9-11, mm. like they're going to hear it about on the playground at, at the very least. Yeah. Um, the last thing I looked up was uh, Revelations 9-11 is used Ooh. as an example of like What is shit. Revelations 9-11? It's really tame. I didn't even write it down, it was so tame. Is the beast in it? No, either side of it. If you look at Revelations 9.8 or 9.7 or 9.10, fucking fire and brimstone, chaos. 9.11, kind of a bridge to 9.12 where there's more fire and brimstone. So it's kind of like, yeah, of course you're going to be able to find something in Revelations. But 9.11 is probably the most innocuous passage. I I feel like I need to read it out. Yeah. I'm I'm a bit disappointed that Robbo didn't have it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I will just say, as I typed in Revelations, which I spelled as Revelationobs, uh, it auto-suggested Revelations Easter egg. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, that'd be interesting. I wonder what Easter eggs they hid in Revelations for us <laughs> down the track. All right. Revelation 9-11. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek is Apelon, that is destroyer. What the? F- what are you talking about? That's metal AF. <laughs> read, read the things around it then. <laughs> All right. But that is saying that the king is the devil or whatever. Yeah. All right. Revelation nine twelve. The first woe is past. Two other woes are yet to come. Yeah. All right. That's a little bit more metal. Yeah. I feel like you were maybe you just weren't reading nine eleven out in the right tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Revelation nine ten. They had tails with stingers like scorpions, and in their tails they had power to torment people for five months. See, way All more five months. So nine 
10 and 9, 12, way more hard, hardcore than 9, 11. But is 9, 11 talks about the king. Is that they're talking about the person who did it? I don't know. The fucking first thing is about things with stings in their tails could be the planes. Yeah. But that's 9, 10. That's not related. But 9, 11, the king, devil guy, fucking Bin Laden or Bush, whichever one you want to pin it on. Yep. And then what was the next one? Well, and keep in mind that it's describing him as the king of those scorpions. The yeah. first woe is past. Two other woes are yet to come. Yeah. The Pentagon and Pennsylvania. Mm, well, fair enough. Uh, yeah. uh, there's nothing to revelations. It's, it's not very Come good. on. It's pretty tame compared to like... If you were going to do it based on revelations, you'd choose a different passage in revelations. Oh, it's not very dramatic, the bit in Revelations where they reveal that it's the fucking devil. Yeah. The twist, the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist, that it was the devil behind it all. Should we wrap up? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I feel that Robert really undersold the Revelations thing. <laughs> nah, fair enough. Hearing it in Cam's voice, hearing the word abyss. Yeah. Yeah, that worked. Maybe uh, I read a different translation. No, fair enough. The hut has come over them. The angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. I know, Greek is a pollen, the destroyer. Yeah, right. It doesn't sound very dramatic yeah. at all. All right, I'm cutting all that. Spots and shots, anyone? Now, okay, where, where, did, we, <laughs> where did we land on 9-11? Uh, some people hijacked some planes, crashed them into some buildings. Yeah, and then some people made a fucking shitload of money out of it. And mm. a lot of like weird political things got done. Like, yeah, no doubt. There was actual conspiracies uh, came out as a result, and yes. you know, war crimes and things, and just general crimes. Yeah, but and a lot of people died. Let's like, yeah, you know, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's remember that. Yeah, heaps of people died. It was just pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, people took advantage of it. Yes, yeah. and yeah, I but I can I can understand why you would want to be like, oh. I don't want to live in a world where that can just happen. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, all of the predictive programming stuff, the fact is no one was really ready. You can see the psychic damage it did to everybody. Yeah. 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 And I was, I was also going to just say, before 9-11, were there things happening where people were going, ah, it's all just a hoax, it's a psyop? Well, there were hoaxes. Yeah. You got your, was it Northwoods? Operation Northwoods, um, which was a false flag where they're going to use Cuba as a scapegoat for a plane crash right. in order to evade Cuba. Mm-hmm. So that kind of a thing had been thrown around by governments yeah. before. But nobody, like there wasn't a whole thing where every time something happened. No. I was reading... Oh, Waco. People like, were saying that was a false flag Sort of. 9 But yeah, but I mean after 9-11, sort of, you know, some people were like, oh yeah, this is sus straight away. Mm. Hmm. But it didn't really get popular until the Iraq war was underway. Hmm, and then yeah. I think it got tight. The f- thing is the the war in Iraq was based on a lie. Hmm. And the entire, but the media establishment and everything would tell you that it was the truth. Hmm. Hmm. I think people would look at that and be like, well, if they're lying about that, what else are they lying about? I think that fed into it. Yeah. That's yeah. my uh, considered take. I agree with you, Cam. Well, and you sold here as well. Um, Just agreeing with me because you've got to go to dinner. No, no, but like <laughs> that is, you know, so many horrible things that are actual conspiracies came out of it. But mm. I think just some guys got some planes, ran them into some buildings, yeah. and shit went 
fucked up. Where, if they want to learn more about things that are fucked up, do they find us on the internet? Hypotheticalinstitute.com You can find me at Ale of a Time for beer stuff. Uh, at Saltmarsh on Twitter and Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook for drawings and stuff. Uh, at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcasts. And of course, our Facebook page, the Hypothetical Institute, and our Twitter account, Hypothepod. Give us a sneaky like or a follow or a retweet, all of those things. Yeah. Up on the iTunes, give us a review and a rating. Yeah. And if you're in Amsterdam, get on the mushies with us. Uh, Come say hi, yeah. All right, guys. See ya. See you from Italy. Bye. Don't worry about a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians I said don't worry about a thing Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Ooh, Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 which Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't.